and welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you are joining us today. And if God is using this ministry to change your life, please let us know at fourpoints.org slash my story. It is because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. And if you would like to give and be a part of what God is doing, then visit fourpoints.org and select the safe and secure option, or you can download our app and choose to give there as well. Again, we are so excited to get ready to hear a powerful message from God's Word. Blessings to you. We are going to co-teach this one today. And I was about to say, is that all right with everybody? But it doesn't matter if it's all right with y'all or not, because we're going to do it. Come on, somebody. I got the comfy side. You got the comfy side? I do. I got the pillow. Okay. <laughs> I was a little confused. The only negative thing with this is going to be getting back up. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I love about? you. Skinny people, we love you too. So it's not like we're, we're not angry at skinny people. But it's easy for y'all to get up. We got some, like, moving parts that have to work here. Huh? Nothing. Okay, so let me tell you what we're going to do. Today's message is, is uh, together. And so we, we decided, and Leah was going to teach, and then I was going to teach, and then we said, why don't we do some teaching? And so uh, this is not a marriage conference. This is someone laughed in the back. <laughs> I don't know if that's like, thank God to sit in a marriage conference. Or, but it's going to have kind of that feel, but you don't need to be married. I, I believe you don't need to be married at all to get something from this. Our single people, um, not just the single ladies, but every time I say single, I can't help it, y'all. Beyonce just, oh, the single lady. So put your hands up. All right, here we go. But next week, single, by the way, and why it's not a curse. So, And then the last week is sex. So we're going to end with single and sex and so if you're scared of those two things, sounds good. Y'all need to be here, though. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but um, we just decided to do this together because I think it's going to be really fun. And um, so the title of the message is Together, but it's really, it's really, it really should be titled Building the House Together. Building the House Together should really be the title of the message because that's the goal. Like That's why God put us here, mm -hmm. right, is so that we can, I got my blueprints ready, to build the house together, but that's a big house, by the way. That's really a gymnasium <laughs> that we built. But, um, but, but this is the deal: is um, the reason we wanted to do this is I don't know if y'all are married in the room. Like I can see if you are or you're not. Um, but like I don't, I don't know what your background is. And the deal is like. Everybody can look good on social media. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but everybody puts highlight films on social media. So y'all see us like doing a campfire with our family and you think, they're the sweetest family in the whole world. And y'all don't know we were yelling at each other five seconds before I did it. All right, y'all straighten up because I'm going to put this 15 second highlight if anyone knows y'all better look good right now. <laughs> right? Because we don't want people to see the real stuff, but we're going to talk about some real stuff today. And if y'all are uncomfortable with that, that's cool with me. You're just going to have to be uncomfortable for a minute, right? But, um, but we love each other, and we have a great time together. Um, we are really different, y'all. I'll just tell you. These two people, there's a lot of differences. So before I get to go ahead and say it again. Couldn't be any more different. Could not be any more different. So um, before I get to the Scripture, and I'm going to read what we've already read in the in the passage in Genesis 2 in just a second. I'll probably stand up because I like to stand when I'm reading the Bible. But here's a couple interesting things that are differences between men and women. A couple interesting things. All right. Women have 30%, 30% more chemicals in their brain that are used for, for speaking, for talking. Did y'all know that? I'm not making this up. This is the truth. So 30% more chemicals, but you don't talk 30% more. I don't know how it translates. Maybe every 10% is a times. Because you talk about three to four times as much as men on average. So if a man wants to punish a woman, he can do the silent treatment. 
And if a woman wants to punish a man, it's not the silent treatment. Somebody talk to me. Y'all give us the silent treatment. We're like, to God be the glory. I'm not wrong, am I? Oh, no. I'm right, sunshine. I promise you this. I'm right on this one. I need some men to say amen in this room. No, now, really, all no. y'all are in trouble this afternoon. Every one of you. Whatever. <laughs> so, listen, this has, I'm, I don't have this in my notes, and I don't have my notes out anyway, but um, I want to thank Unclaimed Furniture. They let us borrow this stuff, yes. and we just bought, we, we, we just, listen, we just bought a couch, <laughs> and this is such good information for y'all. Oh, boy. Because this kind of shows the deal, okay? Hmm. So, we've been married for 17 years this summer. We've never bought a couch. We had a vinyl couch that was awesome. It was awesome. It was a blessing. Uh-huh. For 17 years, we were married. First time I ever met Leah, I, I, I had met her, but first time I walked into her house to take her on our first date, that couch was sitting in her parents' uh, living room, and then yep. it moved with us a couple times, and <laughs> praise the Lord, it, it went to be with Jesus uh, this past yes. couple months ago. But, um, but here was our process for buying a couch, because I think that there's differences, and I understand we're going to talk about this a little bit, uh, because there's personality differences along with how God made each male and female. But, mm-hmm. but, but pretty much this is dudes, okay? Just pretty much. Hey, Mark, I want to buy a couch. It's time. Mm-hmm. Is this right so far? Yes. And so what did I say? Okay. Uh, okay, that sounds good. So I'm really interested in which couch you want me to get. I, I, I really want your input. Me? Yeah, this is I, you saying this yes, to me. Yes, absolutely. This is you saying this yes, to me. Yes. And what did I say, y'all? I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I want you to care. <laughs> y'all, listen. I still don't care. Like I try, I'm trying real hard to care because we got the couch mm-hmm. in the house yesterday from Unclaimed. Praise the Lord. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's, it's just, I can't even explain it because I don't even know what it's supposed to do. Whatever. It's got a chase mark and the chase is important because it goes out and it's got the love seat and it's got the full couch and it's the L chase. It's so nice. So, am I tracking so far? I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Y'all already That's know. Right. So, so we're, in, we're in the house yesterday and Leah says, do you love it? Thank you, Blake. It's a trap. <laughs> because this is the dilemma, y'all. Am I supposed to tell the truth? Yes, we always tell the truth. But then, what's my truth? I don't care. <laughs> y'all, this is what a man's world is. I'm just telling, listen, this is free. Your men aren't allowed to say this, so I'll take the grenade. I'm laying on the grenade for your man right now. We are perfectly happy with a TV, a single wide and some TV dinners. <laughs> we don't need a couch. A futon that becomes a bed is cool with us. Somebody better talk to me in this room that's a dude. We don't care. So when you need to know, do you want pleather, leather, gray, shmay, or ray, I don't give a rat's behind. But now, don't miss this, she needs me to care. So I sit there, with my, we're painting nails together, and I'm just sitting there all excited. <laughs> that part's not true. And, I, and, I'm, and at first I was like, oh, Mark, don't tell the truth. But do tell the truth somehow. Try to weave this in together in Jesus' name. And so, <laughs> so, so but, but this is the difference is because when you ask a man how he feels, that's the wrong question, everybody. you got to ask a man how, what you think about yeah. this situation. Because a man's going to tell you what he thinks because our brains operate differently naturally. But if I ask Leah what she thinks, she'll look at me like I am an alien. What, I don't, what do you care what I think? you got to ask a woman what she feels. feels. And so she's asking me to be all in my feels when we're looking at the couch, and I'm not in my feels. <laughs> I'm thinking, thinking about the money. Huh? I'm just telling y'all the truth now. We're just getting all on the same page before we get into the Bible. 
But, it, but it's so interesting because this is what I think is the problem. The root of bitterness comes from unrealistic expectations most of the time. Almost every time. When, if you want to find bitterness in your life, if you want to find where it comes from, it's from an unrealistic expectation. This is why husbands and wives in and, and any relationship, even boyfriend and girlfriend, that y'all are goo-goo-ga-ga over each other right now, but give it 10 minutes and especially 10 years when stuff starts drooping. Just like, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, on I ain't side, lying. Not mine. Yeah, my droop. <laughs> How does that make you feel? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm good. But but the the differences are we put our expectations based on how we're wired. Now listen to this. And I put it on her and say, you need to be wired like me. Watch this. She ain't wired like you. And he ain't wired like you. And so when we're wired totally differently, but we expect them to come in our world, but we're not willing to go in theirs, we get all these difficulties and frustrations. Right. Y'all have a different language than us. I'm not mad. But you just do. Yes. We both, in my house, we both use English most of the time. Yes. Unless you're talking to another lady, and then I don't know what that is. But, but, but it feels almost like when you go to another country, and I don't know if y'all have been, but I've been with some of y'all, and, and you walk up to order food the first time you get to Nicaragua. And you get frustrated because they speak Spanish in Nicaragua. Everybody does this. I don't care if it's Israel. We've been to Israel five times now, and we love it. But, but if, they don't speak, if they speak Hebrew and not English, if you speak English louder, listen to me. <laughs> y'all do it. I don't understand why we do this. Yeah. And I laugh at myself when I do it. But when I'm at home and she speaks a different language than I do because we're emotional and thinker. We're, there, there, there is compartmentalized thinking, one thing at a time, specialized thinking versus very complex. I can do 175,000 things and still think about the crock pot is on at home while it's happening. Come on, somebody. Now you better watch out about that crock pot. Yes. <laughs> How does that make you feel? I'm just kidding. I'm nervous. <laughs> but when, but when, when I get mad, and we all do this, so I need y'all to get this, and then I'm gonna jump into scripture. But when I get mad at her because she doesn't get me, I I tend to raise my tone to try to get her to get it, and it is just like being in a foreign country and getting mad that they don't understand my English, that they're Spanish. It is it is actually probably easier for a dude in Israel who ain't ever spoke a word of English to understand me because we can start laughing. We can see a ball bouncing around and the man goes, hmm. And he starts getting that ball because we all are just wired weird. Then it is for a woman and a man to be on the same page. It takes a lot of work. You've got to leverage yourselves for each other and not just think, well, she's just dumb. Because, you know, guys, I, and I really need to jump in, but I just feel like I'm supposed to say this. The reason that when your husband gets frustrated with you and he says you're stupid, he does not literally think that you are stupid. He's calculating, because this is the way he thinks, he's calculating what the situation is, and he's saying this situation, how you handle that, I think that's dumb. So, so, so that's not a good move, guys. That's a grenade that you caused yourself. But mm -hmm. here's why he says it. He thinks that that situation does. Just like when she loses her mind because she's frustrated and she says, I could just rip your face off right now. Right now. She doesn't literally want to rip the skin off your face. So sometimes she might. <laughs> but the emotional... Are you saying you do? Sometimes. We're but the emotional <laughs> side is, do y'all understand what I'm saying? The emotional side is saying, this is how I calculate because it right. comes from emotion versus reason. So, do you want to read the scripture? That'd be awesome if you do. Yeah. Okay. So, if you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter 2, and it's the same passage, but we're going to take it a little different this time. So, go ahead. All right. It says, the man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of the ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man had made into woman and brought her to the man. And then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Keep going. 
Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and the wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Praise the Lord for that. Both naked and not ashamed. And I'm not telling a joke right now. The reason that we don't feel naked and unashamed is not based on how you look. Mm -hmm. So you may lose 30 pounds and still not understand how you feel naked and ashamed and not... And, and, and I, I'm convinced that shame is not based on your outward appearance. And no matter how much you change that, especially when it comes to building the house together, there's a, there, it's, it's like it's the boiling point of I can't get past this and I can't understand why I feel the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's because God ultimately wants you, spiritually speaking now, Catch this. Spiritually speaking, he wants you as the original intent was supposed to be. That Adam and Eve walked around together naked and unashamed. But as soon as sin enters your life, as soon as sin enters your world, you believe that it's your job, husband, mm -hmm. to cover your nakedness, your shame, what you aren't. And so, so we get so caught up in covering ourselves that we don't let the Holy Spirit enter yeah. our lives. We don't let our, the Holy Spirit enter our homes. And ultimately, Jesus be the covering for us. So we'll try to cover what he's intending to cover. And then if he never gets to cover me and I'm naked and ashamed, then I will bring my shame to the table. Mm -hmm. Because what I lack that God is not healed, I automatically put on her. What she lacks and is not healed, she automatically puts on me. So the pain from her past, I will deal with the rest of my life until we deal with it together. Because if our lives are not reflecting of naked and not ashamed, we will deal with the frustrations the rest of our lives. And unrealistic expectations are what I believe is the killer of, of marriages. It's what crushes us. So the goal today is that I'm going to put these plans all over both of us. So we're just going to have to go with it. Hopefully it's not awkward, but the goal today is to build the house together. And, and this is what I thought was the perfect picture of why it's so frustrating to be married. All right. Y'all don't have to say anything because I know y'all don't want the doghouse. But this is a set of drawings of a thing that dad and I were a part of building. It was the um, gymnasium at Spartanburg Christian Academy in North Spartanburg years and years ago. And it was a lot of fun. But I want to show you based on this simple thing, because the word helper, this is so fascinating, y'all. The word helper is where we get the word edifice or edifier from. And last week, if you were here, I talked about one of the roles of a woman is, is an encourager to build up the helpmate. Mm -hmm. But I, I was so blown away by this, and I wanted to preach it last week. I was so excited about it. But it's literally where we get the word architect from. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever been in a construction room before, but the architect, now y'all got to get this because this is powerful. The architect's job is to work for the owner and design as the owner would design it. So whatever the project is, but in this case it was a gym, and it was a very, it's a very complex gym with a walk track and, and a lot of double courts and really cool stuff. So, so the job of the architect is to be the designer. I don't know if y'all know this, but a woman is created to think complex, and a man is a specialist. You can put a man on something and say, sick him. Mm -hmm. Come on, y'all. Sick him, and then scratch his back, and he, and he wags his tail, and he gets excited, and he goes and does it, right? Because we're specialists. And so, so this is what it's like to be in a construction room, because, by the way, if I'm the contractor or the builder, then I'm also working for the owner. If y'all are tracking with me so far, say yes. Yes. So this is what it's like to be in the construction room. You're the architect and I'm the builder. So mm -hmm. I don't know what page I just turned to. Foundation plan. Where's Zach Johnson when you need him? Because he's the foundation. Civil engineer. Mm -hmm. But... If I'm on this project and I'm thinking about the foundation, I'm looking at each footer, I'm looking at each thing, I'm going through, and my focus, everybody, now listen to this, this is huge. My focus as the contractor is on one page. Men, typically your focus is on one page of your life. You hone in, you are amazing at that one thing. But as soon as your wife comes into the room, She's talking about the back page that doesn't happen for six months, and she expects you to be on that page with her. That's right. So let me flip to another page. <laughs> the boiler loop. The, I mean, we could just go to anything. It doesn't matter because you actually have all these pages in you. It's amazing. 
the water heater, the plumbing schedule, the fixtures, the da da da, hide your kids, hide your wife, like all the different stuff that's on these. Pla- I just ripped it. All these different stuff. <laughs> Thank God we built it ten years ago. Well, it doesn't gotta, matter. Gotta it was more than too. ten years ago. Are you nervous? No. But but listen, listen. This is huge. She's thinking about every single page because she's the designer. I'm thinking about one page because I can't think about two pages at once. You got to let a man be just honed in. Because as soon as you make me start thinking about these other pages, then I get naked and ashamed of what I can't do because I'm not very good at it. And so you start making me think about all these other pages because, and y'all, this is too much information, but I'm just going to let y'all in today because we talked about this yesterday. I'm sure this is just Leah. This is none of y'all. But this is what my house looks like. We'll be in the middle of a conversation or watching TV or whatever. Leah may have said something to me at 8 a.m. this morning. It is 7 p.m. tonight, and Leah picks right up in that conversation where we were at 8 a.m. Watch now. No, no. And expects me to be on the same page as her. I'm on the foundation, y'all. I've been on the foundation. If you put a man in front of a TV and you interrupt his TV time, and I'm not saying you shouldn't interrupt it. What I'm saying is you got to pause it or mute it. <laughs> because if the man is looking at the page and you get mad that the man is not on your page, he ain't on your page. Now listen, he ain't ever going to be on your page. You got to turn the pages, turn the stone. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but I like to sing. But, but this, is, this, is the, this is why we get frustrated. Because men, 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 I'm not giving you a pass now. <laughs> because listen, this is what the Bible says in Matthew 7, that the foolish man builds his house on the sand and the wise man builds his house on the rock. The architect is the designer and she is the one that can intricately see all the things. I intricately see one thing. So when I get mad at her for seeing all the things and I won't listen to wisdom that is, that is a God-given gift in my life, I fight with her because I think differently. And if y'all have ever been in a construction room, it feels like marriage. But here's the irony of it. We're both working for the owner. Right. We just fight over the way that we think and the way that we reason and the way that we're emotional versus the way that, that we're reasoning. We don't fight over what's right. Yeah. Typically, we're not fighting over what really matters. And so we don't learn to fight mm-hmm. because, because you're going to argue. Like, the couple that never argues, I, I pity you because you got no passion if you don't have any arguments. Mm-hmm. If you never have a disagreement in your entire marriage, I don't, praise God, I guess, because I guess you're both architects, you're both contractors, you're both, maybe you just are mute or something, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but we're going to disagree because we have differences of how we think. And, and then, then there's a tension of what if Leah is the stronger personality on our home? How can I lead if she is stronger? Can I just give some, everybody, men and women, some freedom in the room? Being a big personality does not make you a leader. It just makes you loud. Mm-hmm. Authority has nothing to do with the volume of your voice. That's right. Nothing. As a matter of fact, some of the least authoritative people I've ever been around are the because they think they can talk you to death and yell you to authority. Mm-hmm. But all that means is that you don't have enough self-confidence and conviction in your heart to stand firm on the rock. He is your rock. Now watch. In this scenario, no matter what page I'm on, if I won't take myself and say, I'm going to get on your page, then I've decided it's my way or the highway. Because typically why we fight And I'm talking to Christians for a second, but typically why we fight is we think our way is smarter. Mm -hmm. I'm building this house. I'm the contractor. God called me to be the master builder, men. Mm -hmm. So don't come in trying to tell me how to do this thing. Don't try to ask me what color I want such and such. I'm just going to build it when you say it. Now, this is us, right? Are y'all with me? This is who men are. But as soon as I get mad at her for the way that God created her in the way that her amazing mind is working then I shun wisdom, and at the end of the day, I can't build the house without wisdom. And can I add that, ladies, this is something that that I really have to um, just hone in on myself, is that he brings the balance sometimes. Uh, I pay too much attention to the detail. 
and you can bring too much attention to the detail, and then the foundation can't hold the detail. The foundation can't hold all the intricate and detailed things that you want to put in the house. Mm. And so when you come together and say, I need to back off a little bit, I need to take a step back and look at the leading, look at the foundation that he's trying to build, and if it's not there, not to go in and say, I'm going to fix it because you don't already have it, so I'm going to make you put it in there, is to let the Lord lead you to do it. Let the Lord lead you into the helper that you need to be, that he's designed for you to be. And being, being gentle, being kind is not a weak or um, submissive, like a negative term submissive. It's a God-fearing submissive. It's a, I know that you are the head of the household. I know that I am a stronger personality. Um, I know that I tend to be a little overbearing with um, my words or my volume or my, um, my to-do list that I may give you. Uh, but sometimes it takes the man to come along and say, I need, you to, I need you to stop majoring in the minors for a little bit. And let's look at the main focus of what we're here to do, and that's to build a foundation on God. But that only takes that coming together, um, you know, him coming 100% and me going 100%. And then when that happens, then we, then we overlap one another and we come, you know, the same distance and we meet each other basically in the middle, but then we're going above and beyond um, to get into each other's worlds, you know, to be on the same page and then to know all the other pages. <laughs> <laughs> layers and layers of yep. pages, ladies. Yes. But, I, but, but here's what I wanted to say is I did want to have fun at first and laugh and whatever, but, but that's a gift. Like, because we're so different, we look at each other oftentimes and think, why can't you just think like me? Like, I've heard so many men say, um, it would just be easier to live with a buddy, you know? Or, or I said this to Leah when we were younger. I'm not proud of this, um, but this is, this is raw and real. I don't like spending time with you because you don't like college football and you don't like, um, what were the things? There were so many different things and I was really hateful. I mean, I shot, I, I shot. Mean, we try to play tennis together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, basically it's if we bad. try to play and then you can just stop, it doesn't matter. You can put yeah. any. Yeah. And, and the reason is because I'm wired to want to win mm -hmm. and you're wired to want to spend time with. Yeah. And so while you were looking at quality time, I was looking at competition. And we both had unrealistic expectations of what that time was going to be. And so we hit a train wreck and a dumpster fire together and just lit it all on fire and put, pulled a grenade. So it was awesome. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was bad. But, you know, I was thinking about a couple things with this. Number one, if we can understand our purpose together, we realize we're both working for the owner. Mm-hmm. And we're not the owner of our house, y'all. I mean, God gives us the privilege of stewarding our home and stewarding whatever hits our hands, but neither one of us are the owner. Mm -hmm. So just because God called me to be the leader, and, and then I thought about this, Leah, that my responsibility is to treat you as Christ treated the church. So when I enter her presence, I got to realize that she's an environmental being and her environment matters. So she feels unsafe, unsettled, mm -hmm. unholy. That's why when I come in and I need, I'm a conqueror as a man. I need to win. If you are not conquerable, ladies, your man is going to run for the hills. But just because I come in needing to win, if I come in just to try to conquer, and I don't understand that the crock pot needs to be turned on a little slower. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm serious. It matters. Then, then I think of her only as a piece that I can hit, not as the gift that she is. So I'll be unwilling at that point to do what Jesus did. How did he come? As a servant, right. as a lowly servant. That doesn't mean that I think of myself down. It means that I'm willing to get down, humble myself, serve first. Jesus said I came to serve and not be served and give myself as a ransom, which figuratively speaking means I give of myself every day in whatever means she needs so that I can lift her up so she can accomplish what she wants to. That's how I get her attention. Mm -hmm. How does she get my attention? If she does the same thing, don't miss this, ladies. 
That doesn't get my attention. That does not get my attention. And men, y'all all have different love languages, but, but this is one thing we share in common. We, we are more the picture of the Lord Jesus. How do we enter his gates and his courts? I hope y'all know this because I did a whole sermon series with thanksgiving and praise. Mm -hmm. If you want a man's attention, nagging ain't the way to do it. You might have 28 pages worth of stuff you need to get <laughs> off your chest. Come on now. This yep. is who you are. You think about all this. I got to deal with them kids. And he don't ever think about what I got to do. And on and on and on. And listen, that is not you being bad. That's you being you. That's what's on your mind. That's right. not on his mind. He has one thing on his mind. If you want his attention and you start with nagging, you don't get in the gates and the courts. You may be in the room, but I am locked into Sports Center. And I ain't heard a word you said. As a matter of fact, this song. is what we do. This is what we do. This is what I tell you all the time. Oh, I didn't hear nothing you just said. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't being a jerk when I said that, ladies. Don't get mad at him. Yeah. He's got one thing yeah. on his mind. But y'all know that we do this. Leah, I'm going to have to get you to repeat that whole thing again because I was on this page and you were on that page, mm -hmm. right? But if you want my attention, enter the gate in the court with praise. Enter with thanksgiving. Don't come to me with nagging before you come to me with a praise. Now, now, you might be thinking to yourself, ladies, well, that's bull crap. Listen, don't miss this. I don't, I don't care if you disagree with me because everybody gets to have an opinion. You just don't get to be right. <laughs> no, no, because this isn't an opinion. Right. This is how we're wired. Mm -hmm. so, so, so the problem, and I, I, I got to get you going because yours is the best part. But the reason that we struggle is we're unwilling to get on their page which means we're never going to speak their language. And we don't understand why we go to each of us. This is so funny. We each go to the owner because it's him. Right. And we complain to the owner. And we're building a house together. It's so funny. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. But I do this, right, every day. I go, God, if she would just do what I want her to do. God, if he would just think the way that I think and be emotional like I'm emotional. Or if, he, if she would just know that I'm working my butt off and I'm bringing home the bacon and I'm doing this. And, like, and it's amazing because we're both building the house for the Lord Jesus. Right. We work for the owner. And then the best part of the message is you, and I'm just going to let you roll. Well, the Lord just really um, just kind of imparted something on me, and I just was so excited because it was something that was very personal um, in my life. I'm, I love art. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself an artist, but I took, an a artist. Lot, I took some hours in college because um, I kind of had like a, a minor with that in education and um, there's a lot more people that, ed that are educated in that, but the, um, the intricate parts of a painter and color and how we see light and just all the cool things that God created and designed for us, um, color is just it's amazing. It's amazing because he is the creator of light. And within light are all of the colors of the spectrum. Every single one of them are in white light. And so the Lord just really imparted on me, um, and it's come from two uh, passages of Scripture. It's Proverbs 4, 7. It's above all and before all, do this, get wisdom. And this is in the message version. Write this at the top of your list, get understanding. So the beginning of wisdom is getting wisdom. Yes. And in all understanding, get more understanding. So ladies, what, and men too, this is for, for all of us, in if you're feeling like, I don't understand, I don't understand my husband, I don't understand my wife, I don't understand my friend, I don't understand my parents, I don't understand the relationship, I don't understand why we're going through this, I don't understand their thinking. So if you want wisdom, the first thing is to gain wisdom. Um, Martin, Pastor Martin said that he felt like the Lord was calling him to read um, Proverbs. And that's a, can be a challenge to you is to read the book of Proverbs because it is full of wisdom, godly wisdom about the things to, to make you know, decisions with. But especially in your relationships, get understanding. It opens doors. Yeah. It opens eyes to things that you realize, oh my goodness, I never realized that about you. And it takes work, yes. It takes coming together and it may not be a fun conversation. Um, but I wanted to read something in Ephesians as Paul was writing, and I love the beginning of it, um, as he says, therefore I'm a prisoner. It comes from Ephesians 4, 
And I'm going to begin in verse 1. And um, there's some extra verses that are not on the screen. But I'm going to read 1 through 7. And I just want you to listen. It says, Therefore, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the, uh, of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So I was just challenged with this. As we look and see color, we all have a different color. You might say, well, I'm purple. Uh, we all have a different color. All right, God has designed us and who he wants us to be. Single, singleness is a gift. Yeah. Color is amazing on its own. Yes. It has its own properties. It has its own unique gifts. It can be used in lots of different places and bring peace and comfort. I mean, I've even seen things of um, nursery rooms. Okay, what brings, what brings color, um, what brings, brings peace to the room? What color would be calming and soothing? Or what color would bring joy and happiness? Color has a lot to do in our lives. I've seen those new um, colorblind glasses. You know, for those that are colorblind and you get those glasses and you're able to see color, it's life-changing to people. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to see the world in a vivid color about how God created it to be. And each one of you have a specific color and that God has made you to be. And in our full intensity, when we are combined with other people that obviously have different colors, you know, we're not all the same. But in our full intensity, when we are combined with a complementary color, and a complementary color on the color wheel is just a color that's exactly opposite of them on the color wheel. And so when we are beside someone that is a complementary color that complements us, and there's lots of different ones on the spectrum, I'm just, you know, talking in general. Um, purposes here, but when we are beside that person that compliments us, scientifically, that color becomes brighter. That color becomes peaceful. It becomes pleasing to our eye. Think about Christmas. We love Christmas and the color and the joy that it brings. Those colors, and you know, just check this out. Four points is at the bottom. Come on, Jesus. Yes. No, I'm not talking about Clemson. Sorry, uh -huh. y'all. But just think about it. The colors, when combined with something that is complementary, when it's fit, when it's suitable for that color, brings peace and comfort. Yes. And then, therefore, that person is brighter. When I am alongside of a different color, <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously, in any relationship that you're in, when you are beside someone that has different everything, all right? I mean, there couldn't be anything that we would say together, oh, yeah, we do have that in common except for our love for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Sometimes we can't find something. But when we're beside each other in our full intensity, knowing who we are in Christ, we complement each other. That's right. We are brighter together. And I, my, my giftedness makes him brighter. Yes. And his giftedness makes me brighter. Yes. And that's in any kind of relationship. But this is the cool part. Only in light is when this happens, and I just had to come and show this to you, is that when you combine all of the colors joined together, it's white light. We reflect the light of the Lord Jesus when in our full intensity, when all combined together, we reflect him. You know what darkness is? The absence of color. When we absorb all of the things that we think about ourselves that we don't like, that he messed up on that one. I don't know if I like this color about myself, about myself, or I don't know if I like this, you know, the things, these things that I say, or these things that I just have the drawn to go back to all the time. We say we, he's messed up. And so then we tend to absorb that in ourselves and then not reflect that back off and give honor and praise to the Lord Jesus of who he created us to be. We absorb that. And then we absorb this one. And then we absorb this one. And we don't allow those things to be reflected back off and give glory and honor to the Lord. And so, therefore, there's darkness. There's darkness in our lives. There's darkness in our relationships because then we take all the color and we say, no, I'm absorbing it. Uh-uh. 
you're not doing for me what I want you to do, so I'm just going to absorb that. And then I don't, ultimately what I'm geared and designed to do is to worship the Lord and give all the honor and glory back to him. Everything of who I am and who he's made me to be, I take that and it bounces off of me and reflects back to him. He just imparted that on me, and I just thought that was so powerful because there's four things in Ephesians 4 that he wants us to do of how we can do this. With all humility, thinking others before yourself. And when it becomes a part of who you are, it becomes easier and easier and easier to let yourself go and to make more of those that are around you. Gentleness, gentleness is not weakness. Gentleness is knowing when to speak, when to correct, when to give instruction, when to be quiet, um, and then when to be forceful, because there is a place for that. Patience. Patience. <laughs> it's a vir- it is a virtue, and it is something that if we just sit and wait on the Lord and allow him to, to work in us, and so we receive that patience and say, Lord, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to allow you to do a work in my life, and let you move instead of me trying to do it myself, then we practice the patience. And then the last one, which is the most important one, is that bearing with one another in love. Realizing that no matter what I've done, no matter how many relationships have screwed up in the past, no matter the relationships that I have with my parents, siblings, um, people that you know may see every day that I'm cut off on the road or or whatever, no matter what I do, Christ meets me in the point of my despair, of my yuck. And it says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And so that's how we view our relationships with other, and that's how we build the house together. Is that reflecting off the colors that he's given us to show him no more darkness Embracing who we are and allowing that person to come in and say, I'm going to go 100% and I'm going to recognize the colors that you have and you make me brighter. And that's okay to not be upset. There's one thing I wanted to say. Um, Mark just one day uh, had the dishes done and there was a bunch of other things and I felt guilty. I was like, oh man, you had to do all of that. And then the Lord said, but why not? When you're weak, he's strong. And so, yeah, of course you can do all those things, and you may do them well, but in times of weakness, he can become strong, and in times of his weakness, I can become strong. But when we realize the full measure of grace has been given to us, it's easier to do those things of being humble and gentle and patient and above all else, bearing one another in love because that's what he he gives us every single day. And I think, I think, that's so powerful. Um, it's such a great perspective that God gave you because that's really the problem in life, not just in our marriages, not just in relationships. Like there's never a time in my own life where I'm a reflector of King Jesus that I'm not, that I'm not pursuing with all my heart what he's put in me mm-hmm. and then bearing one another or each other's burdens. So this person is tied to me beside me because she said yes to the first date and we stayed together. You know, my soul's tied to her, but we work because we work at it. But listen, as soon as I take from the Lord so that I can be full and I absorb all of him not to reflect but to just absorb. Y'all, this defines why we find difficulty with different colors in the world. Why racism is an issue because Christians, listen to me, have not reflected what King Jesus wanted and we've pointed out pigmentation over power and purpose. That's good. And, and the most different, I just really feel burden to share that real quick that it different races have different cultures y'all but we can celebrate them and not understand everything and not be weirded out by it because I promise you this culture and this culture is naturally different but we illuminate each other when we're reflecting the king when we understand that I'm working for the owner 
that we're building the house together, not so that she does it my way or I do it hers. Not so that I can point out to her that I'm the one that's actually building or she points out I'm the one that's actually designing. But we say, I get to do my role in the kingdom of God and if we build this house together, and y'all for the church, we're building this house together. That I don't care if I'm the pastor with a microphone and she's the pastor's wife with a microphone with me today and like we're building this house together. So this isn't a greater, this is just a unique. This is a one. This is an individual. But all of you have such an important role in the kingdom of God. And your purpose is, is, is absolutely to be serving for the owner and constantly reflecting of the sun. And as soon as we take the sun's light, S-O-N, and we absorb it for ourselves, this is what's so damaging, is we fall into the trap of our enemy who is darkness. And we bring it into our homes and we bring it into our lives and into our schools and into our workplaces and we say, what's the problem? But we put off that there is no beautiful light. Mm -hmm. He is light. Jesus Christ described himself as the light. And when in my home, I constantly remember the goodness of my God, how much he deeply loves me, how much he thinks of my bride and my two babies who are so different. Well, then we can't help but love each other, even if we get mad at each other and want to pull each other's hair out. Mm -hmm. Because we'll remember that we're building this thing together. We're better together. We're made to complement each other, not be the same. And it's all about Jesus. It really is always all about Jesus. And so let me just say this as we close. Let me just say this as we close. The problems in your marriage is not who's right and who's wrong. The problems in your home, in your lives, with your boss is not, is not who's doing it what way. Mm -hmm. The issues are always this. What have you done with the light? Because if you've absorbed it for yourself, it doesn't matter how much of Jesus you know. If you read the whole Bible through every month, praise God, that's awesome. But you can absorb the whole Bible and not be a reflector of his light. Yes. And it's no different than not reading the Bible one day. It's all about what you do with the light, not if there is a light. Y'all, there's a light and it is bright and it's amazing and we're not supposed to hide it under a bushel. We're supposed to let our light shine so that all men may know that Jesus is Lord. Well, this house is supposed to be a great reflector of who King Jesus is because we're better together. We're better with each other because all alone, is not how God designed me. But whenever I point out her delinquencies or my flaws, then we've just decided we're better to do it all on our own. And it really is better all alone. No matter if you're called to be single or called to be married, this has nothing to do with that, but it's better to never join together what God intends to never separate if all we're gonna do is point out what she's not. Because it's not about what she's not or what he's not. It's about what he is. That's right. And as soon as that becomes the case, I can realize I need her to become what I need to be. And she needs me to become what she needs to be so that we can give all the glory to our Lord Jesus. Yes. But it's hard because it's unnatural. But I'm here to tell you that there's hope because you can always look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith and lay down what has hindered you, what has entangled you, and look to the light. Will you pray with us? Yeah. Will you close? Yes. Let me just pray and just ask a couple of questions. Um, God, we love you. Thank you for creating us with unique colors and gifts and talents and purpose. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and how great your master plan is and how we get to be a part of that master plan. And Lord, I just feel in, in, um, in prayer right now that those that are here, they just really want to earnestly seek you. They want to have better relationships. But Lord, they just want to have a better them. Mm. They want to have something that they can reflect your light every single day. We want to show you how much we love you. But I just pray right now, but if there are those in here that I don't know if I've got the light, so how can I reflect it? 
Lord, I pray that you would be working in their heart now. Yes. That they would be open and willing to receive you. Yes. God, what do they have to lose to reflect your amazing light, to give hope to this world that's so broken? But Father, you bring that hope. You bring that peace to our lives, and we're so grateful. And, and Lord, for those that already know you and just wanting more, they want a deeper relationship with you as the song, King of Glory, fill their, fill their place, fill their hearts. Lord, fill that place within them so that all they want to desire is just more of you and to be with you and to see you in, in ways that they've never seen you before grow their relationships, deepen their relationship with you first, Lord, so that their relationships outwardly can um, point back up to you. As your eyes are closed and you're just in a spirit of prayer, I just ask that if you feel like I don't have the light, I don't, I don't think I've ever received the light so that I can reflect Jesus off of me. If you feel that way today, and that's you, I just pray you raise your hand right now. We want to pray for you. We want to come to you and, and lift you up and lead you. But if that's you and you've never received Jesus as your Savior at the, as that light so you can reflect that, just raise your hand right now. Some of you, most of you already know the Lord, and you have that light. But you just want to say, I need prayer. I need that guidance. I need a deeper relationship. I need a deeper relationship with others. But it has to come from him first. If you want us to pray for you and our prayer team that's um, you know, looking at the back, if you want them to pray for you, I just want you to raise your hand. If you just say, I need, I need prayer. I need a deeper relationship. I need to reflect that light more. But it only comes from the love that he gives first. Just raise your hand now. We want to pray for you. I see you, and we all see you, and we're gonna lift you up in prayer this week. Thank you, Father, for the work that you've done today, instilling us the small things that we can do to reflect your light, not only for ourselves, but in our relationships, so that we can bring your kingdom here on earth. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for today. It's amazing, and you are amazing, and we love you. In your name we pray, amen.